So I'm thinking a uh, change in the format to uh, the Bloodhound Kang Supercast with Travis Tate. <laughs> uh, I just I know I'm kind of springing it on you, but I think you should really give it some consideration. This is kind of out of the blue, so to speak, which our music is a little blue. It's it's just a little crappy. Travis, I'm just teasing with you. Oh, good. Also, we're going to get out of the way right away. I thought this was going to be the end. Welcome to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Across from me is the man himself. I'm Travis Tate. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Got the name out this time. Yeah, we, I get really we did it early. It. You know, it's like, you know, I could do it just at the top of it every time. But no, I think like, oh, you got you mix it in, right? I think that proves to people that it's just kind of natural and off the top of our heads. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. It's just the, we go with the flow. We're very chill. Chill. Very chill. So, um, I've been a little more on the YouTubes lately. Oh, yeah? Uh, well, not a ton. I wouldn't say more. Like, uh, I've told you before, I like to watch a little something while I'm having breakfast. All right, what what have you been, I've got something that, that jumped from uh, YouTube onto Hulu. And we will talk about that uh, after it, we talk about your is thing. Is that the uh, Between Two Friends movie? No. No, but I saw that they're making that. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, they put out a trailer. A, a trailer that, came I out. It. I never I really watched, watched a lot of Between Two Ferns. I've seen a little bit. I mean, it's funny. Zach is funny. I mean, that relates to Zach some of the Galifianakis stuff that I've been for those not yeah. in the business. Zach Galifianakis <laughs> was that before or after he was Zach Galifianakis? Uh, before, like my and uh, also simultaneously after my sort of Zach Galifianakis sort of came to my attention with like that you know Live at the Purple Onion special and just. That is a funny. That's the one where he goes. Uh, this is uh, my impression of a uh, four-year-old with a beard. My beard hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it's it's people like that that you get like you know stand-ups specifically that you get to know kind of as stand-ups, and then they have something like The Hangover where right all of a sudden they're. Do you remember a ski movie that he was in? A ski movie? I, I, think, ski I can't remember. What it, was, no, it was somewhere along the lines of ski. It was like Out Cold. I, I think it Could was called been. Out Cold. Could have been. I and don't know. somebody, I can't remember if it's him, uh, gets lonely and has an American Pie moment with the uh, the hot tub and that gets stuck in the hot tub. Sounds. Yeah. I can't believe anyway. that I remember that Ski School exists. What a dumb movie. I'm trying to look it up now just to see like who was in it, if it was anybody. For some Dean, reason in the 80s, Dean Cameron, was a, big a guy deal. who I can remember, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even remember the name. Oh, it was just like a, a dumb screw. He was, I don't know. I don't know why I know who Dean Cameron is. I know I Dean guess Martin. I could look him up and see what he was in or what he's known for. Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand holds. That's okay, yes. Professional wrestler. What is Dean Cameron known for? He was in Straight Outta Compton. I mean, this is a okay. This isn't too far of a stretch. He was in Ski School. Okay. He was also in Summer School. Oh he was wow! One of the, he loves school. He was like the main slacker guy in Summer School. He was like, take time off for the summer or Christmas vacation. I don't think so. I'm going to go to school during those. That's what I definitely recognize <laughs> him from. But whatever. This I've never seen Dean Summer Cameron School. Day. It's fine. I think I remember my aunts who were like between five and ten years older than me seeing it when I was a kid and talking about it, but I never saw it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a breast breakfast club adjacent, <laughs> kind of. You were saying it was like a breast. 
That's what you said. I was. Uh, it well, was abreast I mean, of the situation. It was soft and supple, and it it served its purpose. That's I what summer school that, was. Summer school was like a combination of major league and summer school is like a. I did you ever go to summer school? No, I no. sadly had to go to summer school. Uh, I, I slacked off uh, with my geography and my English. I had to go to summer school, and it was like abreast. It was very nurturing, but also sweaty. And I mean, it was cool for a while. And then after a while, you're like, all right, been there, done that. So it was like, like a breast. What, what even was, what even was it like, like how, how much of your day was summer school? Was it like uh, a full day of school or just like no, went to a, no, it was like two hours of class? It was like two hours, three hours tops. Because when I was a kid, the threat of summer school was just like, what? School still in the summer? Yeah. I, I actually had to do it. And there was like it was it was like kind of like the breakfast club a little bit you know there was just like a How old a flotsam and jetsam group of teenagers well, uh, i was old enough to drive so 16 you were definitely the jock so there was a nerd and there yeah, was yeah i was i was the jock was in there tomboy there was a few pretty girls actually now that i think back on it okay but i i had a girlfriend so i didn't i didn't like make any moves oh, or anything like that but you chased yeah 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 so old, sure sure old travis Chase Tate, they call him. Yep, that's my middle name. <laughs> Old Travis Chase Tate. Oh, that's yeah. my well, middle name. Uh, so, uh, over the breakfast table, I've been watching a lot of. Uh, I think I might even have told you about watching the Four Star Studios warm up sketches. The what is week Four Star Studios? It's just some comic creators. The, the oh, okay. Big fan of uh, Mike Norton, Sean Dove, and can't remember who the other guy is. I right thought you were going to tell me it was an improv sketch group. No, no, that it was. It was the, that would be. I don't think I'm ready the for that artist, right in the morning. Artist formerly known as Studio C. <laughs> I, I cannot say that I would be ready for that at the breakfast table. I think, I think they go by JK Studios now. They're on, <laughs> Simmons they're, or Rowling? <laughs> both. Simmons and Rowling got married and had some kids, and this is, this is what happened. JK Simmons is better than They're that. creative and loud. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. Was that the movie about 9-11? Yep. Okay. It, it, what was that called? Incredibly loud, or no? You, you get it wrong. It's something an incredibly something close, close. and incredible. I saw it. I remember it was a good Unfathomably movie. Unfathomably loud and yeah. incredibly close. It was about a boy Two with autism. My microphone. He was an autistic boy, and Sandra Bullock was his mother, and Tom Hanks was his father. And I don't think you find out. I don't remember if you know the whole movie or if you find out at the end that Tom Hanks was killed in nine eleven. So that's why he's kind of obs- obsessed with finding. Is it the ninth borough or the 10th? I don't know how many boroughs. I've never been to New York. Anyway, his dad would tell him stories about there was a, a hidden borough. You know how the neighborhoods, you got like Brooklyn and the other ones. <laughs> I've never been there. Everybody. <laughs> the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he would tell him like this story. It was like the lost city of Atlantis. Like there was a hidden borough somewhere. Yeah. So he was obsessed with finding it. And he'd go all around New York and his mom would freak out because he, i mean he was a child walking around new york talking places. to strangers and going in strangers houses trying to find information and stuff so so you're saying in this in this movie that that it was tom hanks and old sandy bullock married yes but tom hanks was kind of like a ghost he was in the movie but only the kid could see him and talk to him so you, it was ghost dad or a, i think it was more of a memory no, i'm just i'm only think of this thinking of this in terms of Tom Hanks and Sandra Bullock being two actors who are kind of known for like how watchable and kind of 
having chemistry people. It's it's just right. easy for them to have chemistry. But and I don't know if they even had being, a scene together. Thinking of them as a couple, I'm like, that just seems like a bad match. Like <laughs> these two people who you think they'd be a natural are so fit, charming right? That it, yeah. yeah, just like oh, oh, if you if you had to pick, like say you were uh, doing a romantic comedy draft. <laughs> at the coming draft number one pick Tom Hanks number two pick Sandra Bullock put gonna, them together and what do you got I'm gonna go with uh, Matthew McConaughey instead of the Hanks I don't know I don't think Matthew McConaughey is that charming in those kind of movies I think he's more he's more of a serious actor I don't know like I can think of uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends past and Failure to Launch those were both kind of panned I, and I, I didn't enjoy them that those much. are not McConaughey's fault I'll bet I will bet he is still charming as hell in those movies. Okay, let's let's do this. Uh, uh, everybody, everybody's just had just, their. Uh, he's just coming at you, saying, you know, "Hey, you <laughs> check me out on." This. I don't know. I think I'm Waylon Jones. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right uh, I'm not right. a fantasy football guy, but let's do a fantasy draft. Fantasy romantic. Fantasy draft. romantic comedy draft. You can't use Tom Hanks. You can't use Sandra Bullock. All right. Okay. I'm pulling a Ryan Gosling so you Okay. Do you want the first pick on the female lead, or do you want the first pick on the on the male lead? Are you picking Ryan Gosling? No, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for a late draft. You. Uh, it's got to be the most charming couple couple possible. Charming couple. Charming possible. couple possible. I'm gonna go number. I'm gonna take number one pick on the female. So that gives you the male lead. You can pick, and then. I'm going to take Jennifer Garner. That is a strong pick. Think of 13 going on 30. She killed that movie. Killed in a good way, not killed in a bad way. Killed like a comedian since it was a comedy movie. Killed like a comedian. Boy, this is a... So now you get to pick a male. Okay, I'm going to go with George Clooney. This is old-fashioned. We're going uh, same-sex, or not same-sex couples, obviously, but... uh, just the way we're doing it. George Clooney, he was in One Fine Day. That was okay with Michelle Pfeiffer. But he, these are people... Uh, okay. He's so charming. All right. So to be... I mean, to I, be could, the, I could also... I, I was like looking at Ocean's Eleven. Like I could go... Brad Pitt, also incredibly charming. All right. I'm going to go... Let's see. I need a, a male so to cast say, in this we'll movie. stick with Ocean's Eleven. Opposite no, of no. Jennifer Garner. No. Okay. Why okay. slate clean? <clears throat> All I'm right. Stick with my Ocean's Eleven, but I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go... <clears throat> Travis on Bernie Mac? I, you, yes, I'm going to go Bernie Mac. Wow. No, you know, you know what? I'll wipe that clean. I'll wipe that clean. Bernie huh. Mac's even too America. much for this. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. <laughs> Elliot wow. Elliot Gould is my fantasy romantic comedy draft pick. All right. All right. Who, <laughs> who are you going to go for the female lead? Uh, <laughs> Rhea Perlman. <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> Actually, that that does work out as a couple, kind of. <laughs> Remake cheaper by the dozen or something like yeah. that. They've got a bunch of kids, but they're all they have a bunch of kids. They have a dozen kids, but none of them have left the house. They're all adults, and none of them have left that. <laughs> Even some of them got married and had kids of their own, but they all still live in the same house. If someone told you Ray, Ray Perlman and Ron Perlman were related, would you go like, "No way"? You you kind of go, "Huh? Yeah, yeah." I think it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised they're not actually. There's got to be an alternate universe where they're brother and sister or married. I don't know. Maybe one of each. All right. Well, that's that's your dream, your dream uh, yeah. rom com oh, yeah. team. I want to see Elliot Gould and Ray Perlman just going at it. Will they? Won't they? <laughs> Have they I, already? Who do I put? 
with Jennifer Garner that's going to be as as happy and chipper as Jennifer Garner in a movie? Hmm. Ron Howard. No, not Ron Howard. Like young Ron Howard, though. <laughs> like Opie? Happy Days. Happy Days, or yes, Opie. It's high time we had a mature woman with a you know 11-year-old movie. The I'm time gonna, is now. I'm going to go a little unconventional. I'm going to say Sam Rockwell. That's yeah, sure. You got to have him dance. He's got to dance for Jennifer Garner in the movie at some point, and that's how he wins <laughs> so her you're over. Going, you're going for uh, Charlie's Angels, Sam Rockwell, then? Yeah, well, he dances in Iron Man two, and uh, is it Iron Man two or three? I think it's two. I forget which one. He's yeah, in. he's in two. That's the one with uh, you know. Uh, oh yeah. You know the wrestler. Oh yeah, <laughs> Whiplash. Yeah, <clears throat> I want He's my butter. Th- the thing that I got out of that movie, the only thing I got out of that movie, really, or at least from that performance, is how weird his fingernails are. Yeah, they are weird. I, rem- I actually, oh, I, I never told you this. I watched uh, the first two uh, Expendables movies, and well, I lucky noticed you. <laughs> Does he He's still in have the first the weird one? Ones? Yeah, it's weird. Everything about him is kind of weird. Mickey Rourke. He's, yeah, Mickey he's Rourke. Little, he's just, he's done some things to his body. That yeah, there's that. That, that that's part <laughs> of why the wrestler worked out so much. Is worked as a movie so well as he looked like a over the hill, like professional wrestler. But he did have weird fingernails because he was a he was tattooing people. He was kind of like the guy that would give him jobs, but he was also a tattoo artist. Was he? Yeah, that was his cover You're or something. Me to I don't remember know. Iron Man too, which is a <laughs> bit of a stretch. Uh, no, this is in the Expendables. Oh, yeah, could have been either, either or, either, either or. or. Yeah, I've seen both Expendables, and I couldn't tell you anything. I haven't seen the third one yet. The only thing I could tell you about them are the things that you know that I was walking and going like, "Why did you do like Stallone's obsession with skulls?" I was shocked at how Sci-Fi Channel the special effects were in the Expendables were movies. I they remember, are not good special effects. I remember just being very underwhelmed by both of those movies. <laughs> of you, you know, I I mean, it'll get us into I'm I'm tabling YouTube. I'm tabling. All right. It. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. YouTube. I'm tabling it and <laughs> since we're here already, you know, this relates of the Fast and Furious are kind of what I would have wanted. The Expendables. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The, the Fast and Furious is done right. With a budget and act, I mean, they're just as silly story wise. The expense, but it works. They just feel tired compared to those yeah, movies. Yeah. So the I expendables say, are so like. Expendables, I say to hell with you. The expendables are like the batteries that in the remote control that you got to turn them just to get them to work every yeah, once in a you while. You got to put the remote at a certain. Like, in you, Fast and the Furious, is like brand new energizers. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> you saw Hobbs and Shaw. How Indeed, I did. About Hobbs and Shaw. I loved it. It was extremely fun. It was bananas. There was things in there that are just crazy, and I think they defy physics. But it was still a lot of fun. I like the banter. They never really came together as a team. Kind of at the end in the fight, they're like, they finally realize, <laughs> hey, <laughs> if we work together, we can beat this guy. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. How did this get made? Said like this is a whole movie that two guys that are in their mid and late forties at the end of a movie realize, oh, teamwork is what we should be doing. <laughs> they actually say they it. Learned teamwork. They actually say it in the fight with Idris Elba at the end of the movie. I think if we work together, we can beat this guy. <laughs> yeah. 
So look, it's been. But it's fun. It's so fun. It's been like a month now. So we, yeah. We, spoilers free. We're going for it. Kevin Hart's in it. <laughs> yeah, and that was the fun. You know what? The, the Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds were the two big spoilers of that movie. And they were both great in both it. They were so funny. Spectacular yeah. in it. They were being as Kevin Harty and Ryan Reynoldsy as you want them to be. I felt like if I had told you that those two were in that movie ahead of time, it would have <laughs> somehow kind of diminished both of them. Mm-hmm. Especially, probably more especially Kevin Hart, but Ryan Reynolds, both of them were like a really pleasant surprise. And Kevin Hart just got into a car accident. Yeah, like I, the, I only saw a little recently. blurbs about that. He said he hurt, hurt his back. Yeah, he hurt his back. Uh, his his friend was driving, I guess, and Yeesh, they lost control and rolled the car a few times, and his back's messed oh, up. Safe so. recovery. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, <laughs> but you were That's good scary. at Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So, okay. Let, can I ask you a question with obvious answer? Okay. Idris Elba, is he dead? No. I don't think he's dead. And Idris I think he comes Elba, back. to be a good guy. I think he comes back in the next movie and it's kind of up in the air and then he ends up helping him. Kind of like that's that's the formula for those movies, though. You kind of he's a popular character. He's an actor you want to have in your movies. You bring him back and now they're a good guy. That's just kind of what it is. I, I kind of felt like. There's a mysterious bad guy that is like behind everything, a yeah, blowfield type character. Who is the voice behind the Winamp visualizer? I think, and why do they need that to represent them? I think it's Ryan Reynolds, personally. You think so? I think so. But I don't remember if it was you or somebody else telling me. I think we did talk about it. That we were oh, did we talk about, about it? The, the, there's that kind it might of a be running Han? theory that it might be Han. Yeah. But I mean, considering the... the um, the Fast and Furious movies MO is just nobody dies. They're either I could in a way I could see that because Jason Statham in I think it's six. At the end of six there's like a uh callback or it's a it calls back uh Tokyo Drift. And in that movie Han crashes his car and his car explodes. And they retcon it so that it was Jason Statham. Yes. That so did it. Jason Statham is the one that kills him. So and then Jason Statham is the bad guy in Seven, and which some people who are really big on a couple of one or two people that are really big on the Fast and Furious movies are like Hobbs and Shaw is weird or, or just that whole thing is weird because that guy killed Han. Han was part of the family, right? No, for sure. Yeah, they retconned it so he kills him, but <laughs> but who knows? Maybe they bring back Han and then they retcon it to because they're already. There are some references that Shaw was part of this organization and it was too much for him, so he got out or something. Yeah, it was like deep cover. So maybe... and His brother was a spy too. It's just uh, their whole family is spies. (laughs) Another favorite, something they bring up in How Did This Get Made is the, the flashbacks they have of Shaw and his sister. Well, I guess they're both Shaw. (laughs) Right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the two Shaws and their 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 hijinks, they don't really portray the actual age difference between those two. Yeah, because the uh, what is it? Her name is Vanessa Kirby, right? Yeah, Vanessa Kirby. She's probably what like late twenties, maybe early thirties, like fourteen or fifteen years. Because I think and I, he's, he's got to be in his fifties. Is oh, is he forty seven? Maybe he's fifty one. Maybe it was the Rock that's forty seven. They looked up ages, but yeah, the joke was that, and they're like, man, wouldn't it have been great if they, if the, they'd had those flashbacks of like tricking him and blowing up a safe and it's like a 12 year old girl and a 
28 year old man <laughs> or or a teenager and a toddler yeah <laughs> hey what are you gonna do right yeah i mean that's not that's not what we're talking about it's all about just kind of going with the flow with those kind of movies but it was it I was super a, fun i had a blast it still gets a few of those moments where it's like it it sticks out like a sore giant muscly thumb that is the rock <laughs> of the moments where the can we it, say it sticks out like a people's elbow yeah okay it's you it's such a hard thing to describe of yes i'm suspending belief for this movie but then every once in a while something happens like a chain goes awry and the rock holds a helicopter <laughs> down with his own strength and it's like that's that's too much that's too much that's someone that's someone named Dwayne Johnson going like i i really need to do something superhuman I mean, I didn't have a huge problem with it. It's those little moments. That right. It, it, and obviously, I, like I said, I had a blast watching it. It's those little moments where I just, like, just the teeniest bit of restraint. Would I mean, I'm pretty sure that a, a helicopter couldn't hold up, like, four cars. I'm well, fairly I'm also, certain. I'm also pretty sure that when the four cars are off a cliff and there's only two wheels left on a dirt road... <laughs> I don't think NOS gives you extra grip. They all hit NOS at the same time, though, Jake. No, they did it one at a time. And the last one was like, <laughs> all right, well, got it. And they all had like their own spirit, like, hit the moonshine. Or, you got to have NOS in those movies. Hit the pop rocks. Like, <laughs> hit the monster energy drink. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed no, it. Fun, I like I like the, the spy movie. aspect of it. That was well done. Um, I like there was references to the other movies, which was yeah, which was fun. Reference so. the Italian Job. Oh yeah, um, that I did like that because he was in the the remake of the Italian Job. Um, what was it? Uh, Mike Mike Oxmall, somewhat funny gag. Yeah, Hugh Janus like Hugh Janus was a bit on the nose. Really, they yeah. really should have caught on to that one. Yeah, maybe maybe just because it was like in a, a a scene a credit scene. Maybe you'll let it go, but I don't. That, and that, I guess that's only, like that one. Honestly, felt like the like at the end of the shoot, the rocks like, no guys, guys, I'm, I'm going to do one of my own. Like huge anus. <laughs> trust me, it's hilarious. Throw it in there. Like well, it was like you called Vince McMahon. I need a funny name, Vince. Oh, huge, give me something. Huge anus. It's anus. So, fun movie. You know the 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 smallest thing i could say is that like maybe just in your completely over the top movie find a couple of pay- places to pull in the ego of your stars just a teeny bit <laughs> Nah, i think that was fun I, I i really did enjoy it it was it was a good movie i'll uh i will definitely go see the next one should we finish up with your youtube thought <laughs> oh i mean youtube like kind of comes back to that is uh now the four star studio stuff was really fun they did uh, some Jack Kirby drawings this week and had some more kind of just fun banter about like just what an what a fun icon, what a curmur- curmudgeonly fun weirdo icon Jack Kirby was. <laughs> but the other thing that I watched uh, was the uh, Steve Austin on Hot Ones. Oh, really? Man, Steve Austin is so good just at talking. He He should be in some actual movies he was in the expendables the first one he was a bad guy he doesn't talk much in it does he not not a ton because that's the thing i got out of it is uh he hits a woman in it (laughs) (laughs) okay i was like all right he punched a woman (laughs) uh have you ever watched any of the hot ones videos 
No, I know of it. You know though. the format. I've never watched the guy him, but who, I do know the guy of who it. runs it is actually fairly good interviewer. Um, he's a for my own. T- he's like a little awkward, but like he runs the questions well and he leads his his interviews really well. I think Burt Kreischer was the first person that I heard talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think he was on when it was pretty new. I mean, it's the, that's the thing about. I mean, it's obviously it's a gimmick. The whole eating right. hot, you know, increasingly hot hot wings, but. I really think that the reason that it's more of a thing is the guy genuinely does good interviews. But then on top of that, like Steve Oxton is just such I don't I don't know why I would need to tell you this. He's just <laughs> such a good talker. Right. And as just a person I mean, he's got the whole stone cold We need some Steve Wazers. Yeah, he's got the whole he's stone hot. cold uh, persona. But even just beyond that, when he's just being himself, he's a really likable right. guy who tells good stories and doesn't he doesn't dwell on it, he doesn't overdo it, he doesn't underdo it, he's just awesome and it's it's weird to think back of steve austin in wcw and he was called stunning Stunning steve Steve austin and he was in a tag team uh with uh gosh dang it what's his name brian pillman he was flying brian pillman and the tag team was called the hollywood blondes yeah yeah and they both had blonde hair and they'd come out with little vests yeah i can't i can't (laughs) think about steve austin having hair it was uh, weird. It was a weird, like almost like a surfer dude comb over type of thing, because <laughs> it was thinning. It was thinning. Yeah, but well, he's hey, still look, trying to maintain. If Hulk Hogan could go as far as he did with such little bit of hair, <laughs> I'm not going to look askance at Steve Austin. The skillet. He told some stories about uh, names that they had. He wanted to do. He wanted to do like like my my, car- my character. I, I can't do a Steve Austin, I guess, or at least I haven't practiced enough. I don't know if I can. He was talking about how the he wanted Since the character to be me, right? ice cold or like it just ice in his veins, and he said they kept coming back with him like you're the refrigerator or your ice cube Steve Austin. He's like, no, no, that's not. That, I'm not talking about. It's it's not an ice theme. It's a you know the. I know that I don't know if this is the same thing that he said on that podcast, but I've seen him do interviews from 10, 15 years ago. Apparently at the time he was married to an English woman. Oh really? And she would go, Oh, my, my tea is stone cold. Huh? He didn't. And that's where he got stone cold. Steve Austin. He didn't say that. He just said that they kept pitching him on different, like ice theme, like glacier and stuff like that. There was a wrestler wrestler called great glacier. Glacier. He was kind of mortal combat. He was saying things like sub zero. And that's what he was saying. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I don't want to be the ice cube man. I, I'm trying to portray a personality. Because at the time, he was the ringmaster. <laughs> when he first came into WWF at the time, he was managed by the, uh, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And DiBiase gave him the million-dollar belt, so he was instantly the million-dollar champion. And his name was the ringmaster, and he was the master of all holds, which is hilarious because he really was... You know, a really good technical wrestler. Steve Austin but was? He was. But then the character evolved... And he had a lot of like neck and uh, knee yeah, injuries, I was say, like, so he kind of became like punch kick. By the time he was genuinely on my on my radar, like he was wearing knee braces just to yeah. get to the knee to the ring. Yeah, so that's when he became like punch kick guy. Also, yeah, I don't know why this would necessarily be a surprise. Just sitting there, seems like he's still in really good shape. He's in great. Yeah, he's he's yoked. He's going to be on Raw coming up. He was talking a lot the about one regulating in New York. his heartbeat to try and help himself with the hot wings. Oh, really? Did it work? <laughs> he, he made it all the way through. Really? Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine he was not going to make it all the way. Even if like he died doing it, he was going to make it all the way through. I wonder about those things because um, uh, you remember the hot chip challenge? 
Mm, no, I don't. There was a whole thing you could you could buy this one like corn super hot corn chip, and it would come in a little uh, cardboard box. I think that was supposed to look like a coffin, and it was just like a YouTube <laughs> dumb challenge thing of I'm taking the hot chip challenge. Okay. You eat the chip, and it's supposed to be like just super crazy hot. Uh, on that uh, that show I watch or watch slash listen to uh, Giant Beast, that's part of the Giant Bomb Network. Uh, Daniel Bryan came on. Oh yeah. One of their hosts is kind of big on wrestling stuff, and Daniel Bryan came on and did that with him and, like, really no-sold it and, like, made fun of them for hating it. And they said as soon as they cut the stuff, he's like, oh, get me, you know, like, oh, oh boy, yeah, it's pretty hot. He's vegan, so what do you drink? Almond milk. Give me almond, almond milk. milk. Yeah, that was it. I was like, it's the milk, it's the milk my friend. My When I was up in Park City with my family, uh, every few days they run the little gondola thing, and you can go down. It's up in the canyons, and there's a 7-Eleven at the bottom of the hill. So my daughter and her friend were going down to go get uh, some stuff at 7-Eleven. They were going to get Slurpees or whatever. And they're like, do you want anything? And I said, surprise me. And they came back with these ghost pepper chips. Oh, jeez. And I had one of them. I dipped it in guacamole, and it still like was melting my mouth. And I was like, all right, these are a bad idea. Because, I mean, they tasted good. And the heat was really strong. But it wasn't like... You know, I'm going to die strong, but I could tell what was going to happen to me later that day. <laughs> it wasn't about, <laughs> it was not, it wasn't about yeah. the going in. It was about the coming out that you were I was worried. like, all right, I did one. <laughs> we're going to call it good. That was pretty hot. Do you, if you were to like do that whole hot ones thing, do you think you would go the distance? Do you think you would tap out? How do you deal with hot <sighs> stuff? Is it a matter of like once you started and you're part of a program, you just can't get yourself to stop no matter how bad it is? Or I think for me, when it's hot, I just start thinking about later. That's what I start thinking yeah. about. You know, indigestion, heartburn, and then the eventual passage of the of the chicken yes. product. Oh, I know what you're talking about. So I don't know if I would get very far. It's, it's hard to say, but I, I like a certain amount of heat, but then it gets, when it starts to get uncomfortable... I don't know that I would I want to keep going. I think I would be going. the kind of person that if I committed to doing it, I would force myself to get all the way through it. Yeah, even I though, think... Even though I would just be a mess. Once you get to the point that you're, like, crying, probably... I would be crying, snot out of my nose. How the much thing, worse could it possibly get? The thing I know the most when I eat hot... And this is embarrassing. I've gone out with some friends for, like, you know, some hot wing type places. Mm -hmm. I get the hiccups really bad when I eat spicy stuff. I get the hiccups when I eat things that are a little dry. Like, yeah. if I'm eating, like, a... A McDonald's double cheeseburger, those are dry, and it, I start getting the hiccups. I That's just, me. Spicy, spicy stuff. I start getting the triggers. Hiccups. Trigger it's, something in you, huh? You know, it's it's, and that's the thing is, it's I think it's your body going, get up, get up. <laughs> no, it's my body going. We need to embarrass you now. <laughs> Speaking of embarrassments, YouTube. Yeah. No. Did I mean, you finish your YouTube thing? More or less, just the you know, uh, I'm having fun watching like. I'm having fun watching YouTube stuff, which I usually don't do. YouTube personalities don't are either. very difficult for me, but I'm right. Hey, I guess I'm just here to say, Trav, there's good personalities out there. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, so yeah. hot ones and the four star studio warm out drawings, both really fun things to watch. So I uh, I've been watching something. It, the reason I've been watching it is because it showed up on Hulu. I watched a few with my son. He kind of turned me on to it. It's called Worth It. Worth it. They, these guys do a they do kind of a it's usually like eight to ten minutes long so they're very short 
but they'll do a video about, let's say, pizza. So they have like a $2 slice of pizza. And then they'll go have a like $20 slice of pizza. It's a little more gourmet. And then they'll go have a like $500 (laughs) pizza that has gold leaf and foie gras and things like that. And The whole gold leaf food thing is the dumbest thing. Well, they make fun of it. And they're like, we're going to be pooping gold. (laughs) We're going to wipe gold onto toilet paper. But it's a pretty fun show. You know? Nine out of ten times, they are like, the beginning one was pretty amazing. The slightly gourmet was out of this world. And then the super expensive one, really good, but not really realistic. It's supposed to be what is the best value for the money. How do they, well, how do they determine, like, I, I... who are these people? Do you know who these people are? I don't are? know. They work for some online website or Mac. I can't remember who it is, to be honest with you. I've watched like 10 episodes and I can't remember their names. But they're kind of like, they work together. They're friendly with each other. But they kind of like, kind of pick at each other a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you ever watch, Fun watch. You ever watch uh, bits with Conan from like the 90s when he, he would go out with people in uh, the office? I And he would kind of pick have. at them a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of got that feel to it. It's very man on the street, kind of flowy, kind of fun. But it, it's fun to watch, especially for like eight minutes a pop. And it's on Hulu now. It's it's fun it to sounds watch. Sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'd be fascinated. It sounds like a fun watch. I'd be fascinated in how do you determine, how do they judge the, that stuff? Is what do you mean? Like just, find it? No. Or, or Maybe sort of that. But also it's just a matter of, okay, say you have a... A two dollar, a twenty dollar, and a five hundred dollar slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. How do they describe like what what's even the difference? I was just thinking along the lines of a uh, like like say Little Caesars pizza. Mm-hmm. Some people talk. I enjoy about Little Caesars. It. Some people talk about it like they'd rather eat their shoe. Right. I I maybe fall into a category of I realize I one hundred percent realize Little Caesars pizza is trash pizza. I I would rather have Little Caesars than Domino's or Pizza Hut or. I mean, all those are all those are relatively in a similar kind of wheelhouse. I like I mean, Little Caesar sauce. It's just like they're, they're all and and I I don't say trash pizza is necessarily a pejorative. I just say right. it as like it's it's sort of it's the acceptable, right? It's of like I don't go to Little accessible Caesar's, maybe. I don't go to Little Caesar's pizza because it's the pizza. Like <laughs> man, I love Little Caesar's pizza. I go to Little Caesar's pizza because I really feel like a pizza and. Like I really love the pie. The pie is amazing. The pie yeah, is great. Yeah, it's a local but restaurant it's here. Pretty expensive, and it, I mean for for my purposes, like you know, I can go and get a nine dollar pizza and be just fine to watch, sit down and watch a bunch of dumb mm-hmm. TV with, or I can go through some of the time and get like a twenty whatever dollar pizza from the pie and be like, this is great. I picked up pizza from the pie last week after our episode. <laughs> I was on my way home. Uh, I got one pepperoni and one that was like, uh, I think it was called the Stromboli. It had pepperoni, uh, sausage, peppers, and onions. That's what I like on a pizza. I'm a big fan of the uh, extreme veggie with the artichoke hearts on it. Mm, That does sound good. They are very good. But regardless, but it's a matter of, um, you know, but... It's that spectrum of, again, Little Caesar's Pizza. Some people would rather eat their shoe. Some people recognize it as maybe 
it's just something I'm grabbing in a pinch and it's just fine. Or some people say, oh no, it's great. So I, I get a little fascinated between those, maybe those spectrums of, man, how can people think it's the best pizza? And then on the other side of the spectrum, like, really, really, you think it like, oh, I'd rather throw, I'd rather throw up in my own mouth than eat Little Caesars. Like, so for the first, like the lowest priced thing, they would go to basically a place that was like legendary, had been around for a long, long time cheap price like between like two to five dollars usually is what it's going to be and then you know it's the kind of place that locals will line up to to get a slice of pizza or to get a taco or something like that from but it's also cheap but it's also cheap okay so so it's really even it's not even a matter of it's not like the cheapest taco you can find it's like the cheapest good taco you can or a piece of pizza because that was another thing i was going to say is sometimes i chalk it up to accessibility of I guess if you live in New York where you can't swing a dead cat and not hit a right. good cheap pizza, you know, get a good cheap slice, well, this maybe is, I could see how you yeah. would reject Little Caesars. And then the the middle place, they would go to somewhere that's kind of a little bit like, well, I'm a foodie. This is where I go to take pictures of something that is slightly more fancy. So you know what a, I mean? You, you look at it and go like, well, this isn't. This is in the shape of a pizza, but you used a bunch of ingredients that I couldn't recognize as making a pizza. Right, and you're going to have like, uh, fla- uh, flowers from a zucchini plant or yeah. something like that on the it. The crust yeah. is just slices of coconut. Yeah. And then the, the last one is going to be where, you know, they're like, we pumped uh, smoke from a, an ancient walnut tree into the, <laughs> to infuse the flavors of, of the goat cheese. It was a raspberry that, reduction. It was, a, it was a, a small goat from the Himalayas that only... It's the last one in existence, and it it's 117 years old. In the, in the vineyard. Right. Okay. It's where it's like, all right. And then you put some gold leaf on it. But usually it involves truffles, too. Yeah. You know, truffles. So, But it, it's a fun watch, and you can watch like 10 of them in like an hour and a half. So I might roll on that. It's fun. It's fun to check out. There's just so much stuff to watch. There really is. I haven't... That, like I said, not caught up on Holy Moly. Uh, I have uh, like an episode in the chamber of uh, the good news? gemstones. They're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> you were just rolling in. Gabe was watching Good Place. I, knew, I need to catch up on that. Yeah, I got behind. I I think I've watched all of season one and season two. And then somewhere in season three, I got behind on Hulu, I think. Yeah. And I have no idea where I was. <laughs> I'll have to Oof. go figure it out. I know that they were on Earth going through the trials I don't like, think I even got that far. They're at a university in Australia. I think or I was like early that. in That's season was. two. So yeah, we'll go check that out. I noticed the Great British Baking Show is back on Netflix. That's a fun show to watch. I, I just don't end up sitting so and much. This time, instead of dropping them all at once, they're dropping one every Friday. So I have to wait until next Friday to watch it. Hmm. And I probably won't have time. It might be a couple weeks before I watch them, but then I'll get to watch a couple back-to-back, which is nice. So I like the dropping it once a week because it, it creates a little bit of uh, self-control. Zone. It's not self-control. Yeah, it's self-control. It's control uh, from Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, Otherwise, I would have, like yesterday, when I was off work, I probably would have watched like four episodes. Hmm. But instead, I got up and did stuff I needed to do. Oh, Perish the thought. It's I, I just like the show because it's just it's like a wholesome. It's like watching Mister Rogers when you were a kid. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, 
what got uh, British Bake Off on my radar was someone saying that it's different from, say, a U.S. competition where everyone's cutthroat and someone's trying yeah. to position themselves as a villain where you watch, like, Great British Bake Off and when someone gets done early, a lot of times they'll run over and start helping one of the people that isn't done yet. I think that's what I don't like about American reality TV. Ever since it first started, even if you go back to the real world or the early seasons of Survivor, there always had to be a foil. There had to be mm-hmm. a villain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just never, I don't know. It's the lowest common denominator. Like you're making that to appeal to the dumbest well, people watching it's, it. Once you find out that almost all of those shows have somewhat manufactured drama of various Oh, yeah. Degrees. They have writers. Yeah. I know people that write for those shows, by the way. It stops. <clears throat> it kind of... It's the gimmick of it, along with that even with the gimmick, like somebody didn't just take this on and go like, oh, I'm going to be the rascal. It's like you had producers behind the scenes going like, well, we think it would we think it would be better if like you and Catherine don't get along. Like, what, well, we're doing fine. Like, yeah, but I mean, we want ratings. So could you guys just maybe play up the drama a little bit? We want it to be a Sam and Diane relationship. And they're like, who is Sam and Diane? Yeah. <laughs> 20 year olds don't know. Cheers references Hollywood. I don't need to update the Sam and Diane thing. Uh, uh, Frazier and Lilith. (laughs) Frazier seems to have a uh, a standing with the younger kids for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I hear a lot of younger people talk about Frazier, maybe because it's on Netflix. But Cheers is on Netflix too. I don't. uh, I was not that big into Frazier. I I can't disparage it, but. I was just never that big into it. I enjoy the the match game. It, it's on ABC. Alec Baldwin hosts it. BB Newworth was on it. Lilith. <laughs> oh, she was okay. on an episode. Yeah, she's actually pretty funny. Okay, give it a go. Maybe they're all on Hulu. It's fun <clears throat> to watch. I don't know. I'm I'm somewhat uh, I'm in that that camp of people that like whenever a new game show comes up, like Ooh, who's hosting it? They're like, we got an actor. Like. I would have rather you try and find. He's a Richard, funny. He I'd really is. You try funny and find a Richard Dawson. I get disappointed. Alec Baldwin doesn't need game show work. No, he doesn't. Let someone who really could. Let he has a lot of young really kids. Do Maybe job. he does need it. <laughs> let someone who, who could really do that job and could really bring something to the table, not just a Alec Baldwin. You so. want Jimmy Pardo to host? It. I mean, the the secret is that yes, I want Jimmy Pardo to get a, <laughs> to get a uh, a job hosting something like that. But I mean, even beyond that, that whole Pardo thing. I was I was always a big fan of guys like like Richard Dawson like uh, like I, I was uh, I was at a sushi restaurant the other day and they had a on a TV on and Wheel of Fortune came up and I'm like oh Pat Sajak is still out there hoofing it <laughs> forgot about him well it's, but it's just guys like that is Vanna White still on there yeah I, I remember think when so. they replaced them both in the 90s for a time yeah it was a bad call a bad call Jake called you know I'm not Jake a fan call, of that call. they they changed the touch screens instead of turning around the letters but you know oh really the future is now. Oh, that is disappointing. I but, like the actual turn. It's you satisfying. Know, you get those legendary hosts that were good for a reason. Then, you know, we replace them with, well... Trebek is back to work. Trebek's back to work. You know, I I would just prefer for myself, like... A guy like Alec Baldwin, I'm sure he's fine, but the same. Like, I, I'd like to see someone who really comes across as a host. I get disappointed when there's a comedian on there and they give terrible answers. I'm like, ooh, come on. Like you got any for instance or anything like that? or Ron Funches isn't very funny on it. Really? 
Yeah. Horatio Sands, terrible. You think that they're getting uh, fed stuff like, you know, don't be too racy or anything? Be, maybe. You know, be, be you know, <laughs> game showy like whoopee. I don't know. I mean, they blur stuff out all the time on there and bleep it out. Like, they say things that huh. you can't say on TV and they just bleep it out. Weird. Just bad answers a lot of the times. Weird. Weird. Adam Kroll is usually pretty decent <clears throat> on it, though. Joel McHale is usually pretty funny. There's a few. Uh, Dalia is always funny on it. But yeah, when there's a comedian that has terrible answers, I'm like, why? Maybe they're drunk. Ooh. They do. They do drink on. The, really? On the yeah, they let them drink. Huh. So maybe they're just drunk. <laughs> I don't know. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's burn through a couple things really Okey-dokey. quick. We're, we're like 45 minutes in already. <gasps> what? Yeah, so let's let's burn through a, a few <laughs> wait, wait, things look, we haven't excuse gotten me, to. Excuse me, let me do an impression for a change. Oh, oh. There you go. Uh, Detective Pikachu, we both saw it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I had a good time with it. Maybe not, not quite the ending that I'd hoped. My son was super into Pokemon when he was a kid, and I still remember some of them. So it was it was pretty cool for me to to watch the Pokemon. A, a big thing in coming action. out of that is I watched watching that movie. I was like, man, if this was your wheelhouse, if you were big into Pokemon when you were a kid, this movie must just be like the greatest. It really was cool. I like what they did with the Pokemon. Mister Mime was hilarious. That whole scene with Mister Mime was good. I called the ending. Yeah. About halfway through. Yeah. I was right. Or wh- which ending? The ending of the movie, like. Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't why, know if I why thought Pikachu about that. could talk. I think I maybe <laughs> considered that, but thought like, ah, that's that's. It, I mean, hey, Detective Pikachu been on been on video for a while. Yeah, Pikachu is his da- the ghost of his dad in his head or something. Well, it's the Pikachu is there, but the Mewtwo kept the essence of of Mewtwo the, is of gross, Ryan Reynolds' right? character. What Mewtwo is gross, right? No, Mewtwo is cool. Just, but looks kind of gross. No, Mewtwo is cool, man. He looks like he's made out of like wiener. No, I never thought that. Uh, well, maybe you should. <laughs> it looks like he's made out of wiener. It looks like he's made out of wiener skin. Wow, you were watching a different movie than I was. <laughs> Perhaps. No, it, <clears throat> I guess the the whole con- I. If they make a sequel, I guess they have to figure out another way to stick him back in Pikachu. Maybe they just make different Pokemon movies. I don't know. I don't even know well, if it made enough money to get a are, Were you a aware that, the, that Detective Pikachu is a game? Yeah, it was a Nintendo 64 game, right? No, no. It was one that came out... It came out not too far ahead of when the movie was being made. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, why did I think it was a Nintendo 64 game? It's a reasonable, reasonable thing to think. Okay. But yeah, they just. <clears throat> that, I, I wonder if that was even the, the case in the game. I don't know. Just like I said, I, it, or I guess that's why I wouldn't think they'd do it with other Pokemon. Is that the, the Detective Pikachu thing isn't like a an idea. It's a brand. I mean, it's an idea, but I mean, it's more of a brand than just a, you know, we're gonna do Detective Squirtle. <laughs> That's a, diff- a way different movie, too. Uh, <laughs> Wiener skin. <laughs> I think we should let Hollywood figure it out. You know what? They've, they've been doing fine <laughs> They're so not far. paying us any money. <laughs> not yet, Trav. Not yet. Hey, look, man. Like, again, like I said, some of the concepts that get greenlit, we couldn't do that much worse. That's true. 
uh, I saw a news article the other day. Uh, the there are cokes at uh, oh yeah at Disneyland, and they look like thermal detonators. Our buddy John Smith actually did get one. He I saw oh, really? a picture of like at his studio or something like that. Okay, that he's got one of the cans. Apparently, they're banning them from airlines. <laughs> Real good. That's that's where we draw the line with a, a Coke bottle. If you had just a paperweight that was like a grenade, do you, that that wouldn't make it through, right? I don't know. Every airport's different. I do know that. I've learned that from traveling. I guess I there there are times where I have to take my CPAP machine out and pull it apart and prove that it's not an explosive device. And then there's other airports where they're like, yeah, you don't have to pull that out. Just leave it in your bag. We'll run it through the X-ray thing. So every airport is completely different. It's frustrating. Some you have to take your shoes off, some you don't. Some you have to take your belt off, some you don't. Some you have to go through the metal detector, some you don't. Do you, Travis, do you take the pat down or do you let them see you in that weird naked machine? I take both. <laughs> I want them to get the full experience. The full Travis Tate experience. <laughs> I want the pat down and I want the, the see-through clothing thing. That thing is disturbing. I'll take the pat down. I think that's the name of this episode. I'll take the pat down. <laughs> yeah. So. So uh, those. Are, okay. Here's a. Here's a, a. A possible. It's a question. Uh, those thermal detonator things. Are they actually like cans, or is it like a plastic bottle that's got that wrap? I got it? the impression it was plastic, but can would be cooler. Yeah, can would can would definitely be cooler. Like honestly, if it's kind of that sort of grenade-ish shape, or like the shape of like a Christmas tree ornament, mm-hmm. basically that's a, that is what it looks. They like. They have a plastic wrap around. It. It's like, yeah, eh, I'm not. They'll probably. I don't know. Do you think that they'd end up uh, marketing those like outside of Disneyland? Or do you think they're going to keep that as an exclusive? I thing? think Disney probably paid a lot of money to have it be an exclusive. <laughs> that would be my guess. Well, here you go. So another thing I saw t- today, actually, uh, the director of It, I didn't write down the person's name, they're going to be directing the new Flash movie. That's their next Ooh. step. So maybe the Flash is finally going to happen. Is the kid that's in the Flash still in on that? Or I don't know, because remember, he wanted to make it, or he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if you're going to recast Batman and possibly Superman... Well, and we're in for... Uh, it's not like he had a huge part in e- any of the movies anyway, so... Should get the guy from the TV show. Everybody likes him. Grant yeah. Gustin. Uh, He's a good Barry I don't Allen. think they're going to want to do that. Yeah, probably not, but... You never know with with DC. Nobody knows what they're doing anymore. Speaking of DC, uh, the Joker trailer. Did you see the newest Joker trailer? Uh, and did you see the news reports that apparently at the reviews it warranted an eight minute standing ovation? I don't know. I don't know if that means anything. I think that I think okay. I think the movie probably is going to be good and people like it. But an eight minute standing ovation. I was reading something today about some other movie. Can of, you do anything for eight minutes without getting bored nowadays? Oh yeah. You can. No, could you stand and clap? It, Say it was the. The dream concert of your life. Yes. All of your favorite bands were there. At the end, would you stand and clap for eight minutes? I could. I could maybe do that. I, I could honestly know. maybe do that. There. There's some. Some. Uh, you know, when I went and saw Nick Cave, would you in the be going seats, bravo, bravo? No, I just. 
I just scream. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! Eight uh, minutes. Oh, it's only been six minutes. Keep going. Woo! When I saw... Uh, when That's I saw a ridiculous Nick- statement to me. An eight-minute standing ovation. When I saw Nick Cave, I like... Uh, at the end of some of the songs, I would just... I, I would just go, just... Ah! Just, just <laughs> let it belt it. I'm, I get excited. No, I had uh, read something after that to the effect of that... Uh, I wish I could find it, but there was some other movie premiere they were just talking about like well when this premiered there was a 12 minute you know standing ovation sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes some of that like the whatever the joker is or isn't an eight minute standing ovation is dumb we know the joker's an open micer yeah <laughs> they oh, should have just t- called it open micer the I movie s- i saw a tweet for that that it was like the the thing that scares me the most is that the joker is going to inspire a new generation of <laughs> of, uh, what was it, it of uh, disenfranchised white kids to try stand-up comedy? Yeah, yeah, which we do not need. We don't need more. <laughs> we're good. Everybody, if you're thinking about starting stand-up, we're good. We're I mean, good. I, I told you my feelings. Like it looks, it looks like an interesting movie. My concern is that it's just, it's going to, like I said, be a Fight Club situation where, regardless of the quality, a bad crowd is going to <laughs> take it on as their battle anthem. Yeah, it, I mean that's definitely a possibility. Especially when you if, when you go dark like that, that's kind of who you're appealing to. Especially if the movie has anything to do with he's a bad guy because he was rejected by a woman or something like that. I don't know because in the newest trailer he says something about every time I come in here you ask me if if I'm having any dark thoughts and you never listen because all I have are dark thoughts. So this is a a long troubled person. Does that make sense? I don't think it's just because one woman spurns him. I think this guy has been going through a lot his whole life. Maybe he's been mentally ill his whole life. I don't know. Maybe well, he's been picked on. Obviously, was... in the trailer, he gets beat up a few times. So uh, I read something about that Joaquin Phoenix had studied some sort of disorder where, uh, uh, like, a person's defense mechanism, instead of, like, say, crying, is to uncontrollably laugh. Apparently, he said the, the Joker laugh is very painful to do for him. <laughs> physically could physically painful. That. Right. Mark, that, that's the funny thing is, I think Mark Hamill has said a bunch of times that doing the Joker voice has kind of wrecked his throat, but he just keeps coming back time again. And uh, him doing one of the voices in uh, Dark Crystal is, as, as Mark Hamill tends to do, it's kind of Joker adjacent. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't mind that at you all. You can tell it's him. No, that's... The the Joker voice that Mark Hamill does is a just a masterpiece. It is iconic. He I've heard him do voices and other things, and like from what I've heard when he's in uh, in uh, the Flash, he's kind of doing a variation of the Joker voice. A little bit, yeah. And those episodes are pretty good, actually. You know, not not everyone can be Mel Blanc. The first one he's in, he's locked up, and he's almost like a Hannibal Lecter situation where the Flash goes to him. To ask him questions about the new toy maker. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then the second one that he's in, I think it's an alternate universe or something like that. I think that's what it was. So he's out and about, and he's he's doing toy maker type stuff, blowing things up and setting off bombs. So but yeah, he he had said a few times that he he claimed he had to stop doing Joker, but I think he's done it since then anyway. Oh yeah, and he'll like he did it when he was at Fan X. When he had a he had a panel at the freaking 
arena where the jazz play. <laughs> well, he did it a little bit there. I like Mark Hamill a lot. It was Mark Hamill and William Shatner back to back. It was pretty cool. Mark Hamill seems like a pretty nice guy who doesn't, in his, you know, as he's gotten older, seems like he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff to be ashamed of. So good on He him. did a, it was like an online show, and I found it somewhere. I can't remember where I found it, but it was kind of like a, a geek centric show and it had trivia on it but also he would interview people like that drew comic Mark books Hamill? or yes how and long his ago co-host was, was like a puppet i want to say it was a rabbit <laughs> i can't remember what it was called it was probably 10 years ago at least mid 2000s i would say it was pretty interesting and it was kind of corny and it was very mid 2000s but the fact that he did it was kind of cool that he was trying to you know appeal to, to to the crowd that loves Mark Hamill. Are you looking it up right there? I'm going to see. I, you know, honestly, looking up Mark Hamill online interview show is <laughs> not going to yield you anything put, short of one billion results. Put Mark Hamill co-host puppet. <laughs> see what comes up. <laughs> That's the other thing is looking up Mark Hamill puppet. You're, there's still so much. Yoda. <laughs> Did you find anything? I think uh, it was a rabbit. He played like the rabbit plays with the 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 classic toys. I think in one of them they had a classic Godzilla. It's not this thing, is it? Because this is super old. No, that's okay. the Muppets. Hey, look, man, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to do some research, see if I can find it again for yeah, a future episode. It, I'll probably forget. Yeah, just like I said, uh, finding. Uh, the name Mark Hamill, putting it along with like like I said, online interview puppet. There's just still <laughs> there's so many results that are gonna get there if if it was obscure. All right, let's we're we're about out of time. Let's talk about two more things and then we'll we'll get to Magic Mike. Uh, Suicide Squad has added Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who, and they're also thinking about adding Pete Davidson, which is interesting. He's a stand up okay. comedian on okay, Saturday Night Live. Could be cool. I love Peter Capaldi. I hope he's got like a, a really good role in it, and he, he's not just in it for five minutes because that guy can act. There's a link here for Mark Hamill on Skywalker's sexuality. Mm, mm. No, that's mm. not it. That's not it. <laughs> yeah, that. There's, there's just all right. No hope for it's that. Luke Skywalker, not Luke Skywalker. Skyboner. Skywalker, because everybody's got to be woke now. Some people are just people. Some people are never going to figure out the whole woke thing. And that doesn't mean that they're bad people. If somebody lives in the middle of the country and they don't know what the whole woke thing is, that doesn't make them a bad person. They're just going about their life doing their thing. Not everything has to be so woke. I don't know how we even got here, but... <laughs> I just said someone questioned his sexual... Oh, yeah, that's Skywalker's it. Sexuality. Why, why do we have to question Travis, everything's sexuality? People talk about like Pokemon sexuality and like people are people are weird, man. Just let things be what they are. If you're something different than the norm, good for you. That makes you an individual. Be happy being an individual. Stop worrying about fictional character sexuality for Pete's sake. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Ugh. Okay. The other thing we were going to talk about, we just watched a trailer for Jojo Rabbit. 
I'm sick and tired of people questioning the motives of fictional Hitler, Travis. Fictional Hitler. Can't Hitler just be Hitler in movies? What are your takes? I'd never heard of this movie until we watched the trailer. I'd heard little bits and... I just heard little snippets of Taika Waititi was going to be in a movie where he was a kid's imaginary friend, but he's Hitler. But he's Hitler. And it's like during the Hitler times. Yeah, I... So it's not like it's now. For some reason, I had an impression in my head that... uh, that it was like a modern tale and the kid's imaginary friend is Hitler. But no, it's it's in Nazi Germany. <laughs> Sam Rockwell seems to be in it. Uh, ScarJo seems to be in it. I didn't notice Sam Rockwell in it. I think that was Sam Rockwell. Oh, well, I just didn't notice it. Perhaps I should use this electronic device to... No, that's verify. fine. I believe you. And Scarlett Johansson was definitely in it. Interesting movie, man. It, I like when they... It almost seems like a... Quentin Tarantino movie almost a little bit where it's like an alternate reality of what's really going on well I, I mean know. there there were a lot of kids mishandling explosives in it so. that that did make me lol when the kids drop the missile launcher and it blows up a building yeah it is so uh, that's pretty funny Sam Rockwell ScarJo Rebel Wilson's in it Stephen Merchant Rebel Wilson is super underrated. I just watched The Hustle with her and Anne Hathaway. And I'm kind of tired of Hollywood writing. Melissa McCarthy falls into the same category. It's like, okay, she's a heavy actress. Let's make her look stupid. It it more or less it like it it is worse when it's a woman's role. Like men's roles men's roles get to be more heroic as as right. fatty magoos. But uh they're also eventually going to look dumb. The thing about Rebel Wilson is she has a cadence, and part of it is her accent, and part of it is just the way you know, she forms a sentence that is different than anybody else hmm. that I've ever seen in any other movie or TV show. She is a unique personality, and when they play to that, I feel like... It's really funny. Like in this movie, The Hustle. But then, then she falls down. You're like, oh, yeah. They, yeah. They made Rebel Wilson be. Let's show Anne, Anne Hathaway hurdle this obstacle and Rebel Wilson falls ass over tea kettle because she can't get over it. God love her. She's, <laughs> God love her. She's elegant female Chris Farley. I, I feel like they take it further than, than they did with Chris Farley, actually. You feel like they take it further than they did with Chris yeah, Farley? I don't, maybe, maybe it's because she's female, and I don't know. I'm, I don't like it. Does that make sense? I, or just, just the way they write it. I don't like it. it it's a matter of... She's really funny. Melissa Car- McCarthy is really funny. They're, yeah. They can both act, yeah. also, by the way. They don't have to keep doing this, oh, fat lady falls is down. It a, is it more of a, along the lines of Chris Farley was Chris Farley and Rebel Wilson? There, it feels like they're forcing her to be maybe a female version of Chris Farley, where she maybe she's not a female. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. Excuse me. God love her, Rebel Wilson. They're going to make her be a female Chris Farley. Whereas, no, no, no. I, I definitely agree with you. She shouldn't have to be that, right? Because she actually is talented. Sorry, I stumbled all over myself and right. said it wrong. But yeah. Well, anyway, it was an okay movie. The hustle. It's just okay. There's a few funny things in it, but overall it was What would have helped, Trav? What would have helped? I don't know. Better screenwriters, probably. (laughs) It uh, at a glance and I It's two con artists that end up uh having a bet against each other. Yeah, that's it's supposed to be Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right. 
but um, it's it's it seems like a relatively unambitious movie. Pretty much, it's just a B movie. That sums it up. It was, it was just, hey, let's do this. There's a type of movie that comes out that is always like, this was all, this was just meant to be, and it's not a matter of of like, it's not the cinematic mayonnaise that I've talked about. It's just that we're making a movie that people can go see. I I think part of the problem is I would compare it to like Ocean's Eight, which was I really enjoyed. I like the Ocean's movies and the Ocean's Eight, which was all, an all female cast for the most part it was along the line of the oceans movies where there's this huge grand plan and you don't exactly see what's going to happen until after it's over and you see the recap of it where in this movie, everything was telegraphed very obviously. Hmm. So it was, it was just okay. Do you know if there is much by way of parallels to dirty rotten scoundrels? I've never seen dirty rotten scoundrels. So I don't know. It's one of those I've always meant to see. I saw it when I was a kid. So my uh-huh. take on it's kind of suspect. You know, cork on a fork is about all I know. <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. That's right. He is in that. He is. Maybe we should bring Michael Caine in for... For a... Uh, it has been a while. It has. We haven't, we haven't talked to him since, like, Jaws 3. Was it Jaws 3 that he was in? He... Or was, was it Jaws for the Revenge? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. He's in probably for the Jaws three D. So I think it was for the Revenge. Boy, Jaws Jaws two, bad movie, great tagline. Jaws two was basically Jaws again. I know. <laughs> Except they killed him with electricity. But that's it, it's it's a bad movie all around. But. The tagline, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. What a cool that is tagline. A, that is a good tagline. Same thing with um, the uh, the taglines for all three Poltergeist movies. The They're here, they're back, they're here. and then her possessed grabbing someone saying, we're back. We're back? Yeah. Is, Pol- is three the one that has the preacher? We've I talked about the see, preacher before on I the didn't air. see all of them. I, I mean, we... Poltergeist one traumatized me. I don't even know if I saw the second one. I just remember the those taglines like from all three of the kind of trailers of the girl going, they're here, they're back. And then I remember from her like her grabbing someone and having like a funky face and going, <laughs> We're back. The preacher is something that still terrifies me to Pre- this day. Preachers are always scary. The preacher movies. is creepy. Name me a preacher who's not scary in a movie. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know, there's gotta be one. Stuck it to you. He just keeps going, let me in, let me in, let me in. He's standing outside the screen door. Huh. This is creepy. Creepy indeed. All right, well, let's do Magic Mike. All righty then. We're bringing in Michael Caine. All righty then. I've never spoken to Michael Caine. Is oh. it Sir Michael Caine? Righty then. It's got to be sir, sir, right? I'm pretty sure he's a sir. If not, we're knighting him right now. Okay. He is a knight in this kingdom. Let's. Th- I think we're going to have a ceremony. <laughs> okay. Strawberry shortcake. Michael Caine, are you there? Hello, I am Michael Caine. I am here. Thank you for I, having me. I appreciate, Michael Caine, that when you when you walk into a room... I'm very glad to be here. When you walk into a room, you tell people who you are. On the show. You don't do that all the time? Again. I think he was still finishing his sentence. Oh, pardon me, Michael Caine. That is part of my acting choice. To... Deliberately 
make sure you listen the whole time. Well, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm not going to cut you out this time, Michael <laughs> Kane. I'm just going to I'm going to play it to the bone on these. I will say when people cut me off, there is humor to be found there. You ever see that movie Play It to the Bone? Play it. I've never even heard of Antonio Play It to the Bone. Antonio Banderas and I believe Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. It's a boxing movie. Very, very underrated actor. Woody, Woody Harrelson? Harrelson. I think at this point Woody. he's rated. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot of things. Maybe, do you think Venom 2 is a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> yet to be seen. I mean, Venom 2, is it a good idea? I don't know yet. Did it really go a long way toward me being able to maybe like Venom when it turned out that he was Cletus Cassidy? Yes. <laughs> what is Venom? It's a it's a Marvel Comics character owned by Sony. It's really complicated, actually. The Sony Pictures has the rights to do it. Uh, not a very good movie. There, there's got to be a role in there for Michael for Caine. Michael Caine. Who could Michael Caine play? Well... I could play anybody. The Venomverse is really just dependent upon... I mean, the Venomverse is the Spider-Man universe, really. Venom doesn't really have specific enemies, other Ooh. than Carnage. and Like, Venom's, uh, Venom's enemies, or as I like to call them, his venomies. Venomies. His venomies. That is a very good wordplay right there. His venomies end up being other Venoms, like, you know, Carnage and... Uh, like how the Flash was... has to chase other fast people. Yeah. <laughs> Largely, it ends up... Uh, I think there was one called Anti-Venom. It mm. was like a white and black instead of black and white, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, Venom is black. Take, take Venom's black and white and reverse it as his whites are black and his blacks are white. Flip it and reverse it. Yeah. You've got... Michael Caine, you're, you're with me on this. I love Missy Elliott. I think Marvel Comics did like a huge event where everyone got carnaged. That would be ridiculous. They actually did that? I'm sorry, Travis. Have you not read a Marvel comic? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. It was... It, I don't... It might have just been... I know they did a Carnage event recently, and they had a lot of covers with different characters in Venomage. What about Carnage. Norman Osborn? Could could Michael Caine play Norman Osborn? I don't know. Michael Caine? Yes. Michael Caine, are you there? I, I am here. Have you ever been in a menacing role? In a menacing role? I mean, you were. I, I played Ebenezer Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol. I was very, very menacing. You were in Get Carter, and you were definitely you were a bad guy protagonist in Get Carter. Very, very bad guy. Have you ever seen the Stallone Indeed. Get Carter? No, it's not real great. I'm not in it. Oddly enough, they are very. They're well. They're not that similar. Stallone's Carter is more of a like. I'm a bad guy, but really I'm a super good guy, but I'm a bad guy. I think I'm too young to be in a movie with Sylvester Stallone. Whereas your version of Get Carter, you're a bad guy who did a couple of good things by the end of the movie. Yeah, I'm a bad guy with a heart of gold. The one line that I thought was funny that actually was in... I remember it specifically from the Stallone movie. I'm like, they made that dumb line up for the Stallone movie. No, it's in both movies that you tell someone that they have piss eyes. <laughs> no, I don't it, know if I've even seen the Stallone. I didn't even know it was a remake either. Yeah, yeah, it's a Mike. Old, it's like a who else is Michael in it? Kane movie. I couldn't. I I'm gonna have to look it up. The what the Stallone one? 
Why am I thinking Get Carter and Payback were the same thing? Did they come out at a similar time? You know what? Yeah, the Mel Gibson Payback? Maybe I did see it. I might have watched it on video. Well, you should have gone to the theater yeah, to see the, it, because then the, you'd remember. The Michael Caine version was 1971. The uh, Stallone one was 2000. 1971. Back then, you blokes were just a, a twinkle in your daddy's eye. Very much so. Miranda Richardson's in it. Rachel Lee Cook's in it. Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, I do remember it. Yeah. I was a fan of Rachel Lee <laughs> Cook back in the you. day, man. She's our age. Hey, Nightcrawler's in it. She's all that. Nightcrawler, uh, what's his name? You know. Oh. What's his name? Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Thank hey, you. Guess How who else can was you in, forget a name like that? Guess who else was in the Stallone Get Carter? Who? You're never going to guess. Woody Harrelson? No, Woody Harrelson is not in it. Oh, dang. Keep guessing. I want to give you a few guesses. Can we both guess? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go Rhea Perlman. No, Rhea Perlman not in it. All right. I am going to guess Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog not in it. Ah, That was going to be my guess, too. But the person who is in it has worked with Kermit the Frog. Has worked. Steve Martin. Not Steve Martin. Okay, uh, John Cleese. Not John Cleese. Okay, has worked with Kermit the Frog. Uh, Ricky Gervais. Not Ricky Gervais. John C. McGinley's in it. Hasn't worked with Kermit the Frog, though. John C. McGinley? Famous Weird Fingernails Mickey Rourke is in it, but that is not oh, the person Mickey I'm talking Rourke. about. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Oh, what a weirdo. Uh, worked with Kermit the Frog. I'm going to say. Burt Reynolds. Not Burt Reynolds. I think we both give, give up. up. You give up? I'll give the up as well. The person in the Stallone Get Carter who has worked with Kermit the Frog? Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I was in that movie. I was messing with you. You are Cliff Brumby, which I'm not... I've watched the... I don't go back to the... I, I haven't gone back to the Stallone because I think the Stallone one just ends up being bad. Maybe I... I should watch again because what what surprised me about the seventy one the Michael Caine get Carter is that he's just a really bad guy. <laughs> Whereas I'm pretty sure the Stallone one he's like a guy who does crimes but he's got a heart of gold. That's because and I'm not trying to start a fight. Stallone has an ego. I am an actor. I am not trying to put myself over. That's true. That is very true. Oops, boy. I wanted to look up the line, the piss eyes line, so I just looked up piss eyes and I forgot about uh, urine therapy. That was a bad call. That was a real bad call. <laughs> Can I say one thing? I I wish, and maybe maybe it's still something that could happen. Michael Caine has never been in a James Bond movie, whether it be a villain, anything like that. Mr. Mr. Caine, have you, have you ever thought about being in a James Bond movie? Of course I've thought about it. I'd like to be in a James Bond movie. I guess I, I could be a villain. That would, I could be like Blofeld's grandfather or something like that. I was in uh, that uh, Mike Myers, uh, Austin Powers. I was, I was in that. In, uh, you the, were? Yeah, Goldmember. I was his father. You don't remember Mike, Michael Caine? I Kane? don't remember those movies very well. It... That was the one with Beyonce, right? Oh, yes, it was. Beyonce was there. I was looking up the quote. Yeah, both movies have like, yeah, your eyes. Let me see your eyes. They look like piss in the snow. 
piss in the snow? <laughs> it's what does that a, even mean? That's what I'm saying. I have no idea what it like means. That, it's like uh, the the famous uh, from Blade, the some MFs are always trying to ice skate uphill. It's one of those quotes <laughs> that sticks with you of like, what did he just say? Like in the Fast and the Furious when the guy goes, what is this guy, sandwich crazy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the quotes that stick with you, and both get Carter. The I saw the Stallone one first, and he was like, eh, "Let me see eyes." Yep, just like I thought, look like cat piss in the snow. And I was like, "Wow, that's a weird thing to say to somebody." That like, is a weird. They thing. had to have made that up for the two thousand one. Like, nope, he says it in the old British one too. Yeah, I I invented it. Although Michael, can I call you Michael? Yes, you may. Uh, when you say it, it does sound more natural. It all we sounds regal. With the with the uh, the infamous Avinababo, we've Avinababo. we've uh, established that British people can make up goofy things, and it's like, oh no, that's trendy. We can say whatever we want oh, because today, it's today named been the, a real cheese the language, grater, isn't it? Like, oh wow, hey, real cheese grater, right? The language is named after us, I so guess we can say right. whatever. we I'm want. I'm gonna let that go. I suppose. Yeah, let's just let it go. Well, I think we're about done here. What yeah? do you think? Michael Caine, I send you back to the Carter Zone. Evan Bobo. <laughs> well, I think we're done. I think we're all wrapped up. It was good to talk to Michael Caine again. It's been a while. Well, I mean, that's your first time getting to talk to him. That's true. That's very true. Should we wrap this puppy up? You know what? Travis, let's, let's do wrap it. it up. All right. As always, I got to tell you. If you wouldn't mind, subscribe to our podcast. Jump on the iTunes. Give us a five-star review, as is the ones we like. Please write a one-sentence review to go along with that. It helps us get seen by others. Tell your friends. Make them our friends, please. We'd like to build our audience, and the only way you can do that with you is with you. Excuse me. Uh, our email address, so that you may contact us, ask us your questions, you know, whatever. Give us, send us grocery lists. I'm just looking for email here. Uh, later to the tater at gmail.com is how you can get a hold of us. And you can follow me on at Travis Tate Funny on all of the social network type stuff. Please follow me. You can see when I'm going to be in your town doing stand up. Let if you have a club in your area, let them know. You want me to come? Sure, sure. So you'll bring at least five friends. Uh, <laughs> Blue Wave. We get our music from Blue Wave Theory. We appreciate the usage of that. It's a cute little tune on both ends, yep. I guess. Two different tunes. So uh, having said all that, for cute tunes everywhere, you've been listening to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never. <laughs> <laughs>